0: welcome to the mbg podcast let's fire everybody Welcome everybody to episode number eleven of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is who's I've got Casey and MBG with me today. As always, how are we doing tonight, guys? Fantastic. Always. MBG, how you doing?
1: Super. I'm doing super.
0: So we are in the middle of one of the greatest times of the year. We got bowl season going on. I know you guys both have your own bowl games coming up. Any other bowl games that are on your radar that you're looking forward to?
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to the Clemson-Tennessee game. I think that'll be a fun game. Also, the South Carolina-Notre Dame game I think would be somewhat interesting. Uh, both of those. I'm mainly the Orange Bowl because I want to see the Shane Beamer banner flying. <laughs> the the right? mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my main interest, but I think that'll be a good game otherwise.
2: Okay, so what yep. about you? I'm not necessarily looking forward to that one, but I do think that the that the December 30th slate, which is the early Notre Dame, South Carolina, and then Clemson, Tennessee, later on the evening, uh, do make up for a good day of college football. I also am looking forward to the next day, of course, with the playoff. I really I really think those two games are going to be better than we think, and I don't know why. I'm, thankfully, I'm not an X's and O's guy, but I truly believe that there's going to be a little bit, something. something's going to happen. I'm not saying it's not going to be chalked, but something's going to happen in those two games. Something big, I think. Who's how was your trip oh, to the potato <laughs> bowl?
1: Yeah, man.
0: Family loved it, still still talking about it. I told the kids, you know, no presents uh, this year because we, you know, we did the potato bowl, but so yeah, they'll, they'll get over it and forgive me by the time they're 18 or so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm looking forward to the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, which pits the Iowa Hawkeyes against Kentucky you guys know what the over-under on that game is right now?
2: Four. <laughs> you're, not,
0: you're not that far off. 31.5, <laughs> and I am hammering the under. I think that game is going to be ugly as hell, and I can't wait. But, yeah, well, I, yeah, I agree. Will,
1: with you Will Levis isn't playing in that game, is he?
0: He's not, No. Yeah, so you've got exactly. a backup quarterback against Iowa yeah I mean I think the under is looking pretty good there but MBG I agree with you the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the pregame of Clemson Tennessee to see the Beamer banner flying if I don't see it I'm going to be highly disappointed so we'll see how
2: that goes well I don't think anyone's going to be there because I don't believe I'm going to go and it's all it's during the day and Clemson and Tennessee fans are both notorious for their tailgating. So you know there will be people out there. So maybe we'll be able to see something on Twitter or in a message board. But, you know, because the planes won't fly at night. They're not going to fly at 8 o'clock, and it gets dark down there at 530. If it happens, we'll see
0: it. Yeah, it's going to be so damn funny if they pay all that money and no one sees it at all. Like, if it's not on Twitter, if it's not on TV, it's going to be awesome. All right, I, brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. Every week, each of us nominates a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, somebody who did something particularly dumb this week, and then we vote and see who wins. So who do you guys have this week? Who you got, Casey?
2: This week I'm going – oh, man, my my people, they're not going to be happy with me. Do it, Casey. <laughs> do it, Casey. They, they, <laughs> they are not going to be happy with me. You guys <laughs> forced me to do that, and I'm lying. You didn't. Uh, Dabo Sweeney gets my genius of the week this week. and <laughs> he, he came out with another doozy today. His quote today, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, or this week, I should say. He says, we built this program on NIL, probably different than what you're thinking. We built it on God's name, image, and likeness. Now, I'm not not even necessarily upset about what he said here. I'm not upset about the God part. I'm not upset about, I'm not calling him my genius of the week. Because of any of that, even the NIL stuff, he just needs somebody to make sure that he doesn't step in poo every time he gets on the mic. Because right now, everything the guy says is scrutinized. It doesn't matter what he's talking about; he's gonna get scrutinized. And the everyone thing I loved wants to than... he
1: had that thing cocked and loaded too.
0: That he was
2: ready. So you see that smirk? The, the
0: smirk was that was the best part of the whole thing, man. <laughs>
2: He knew it was coming, and you know what? He he's probably said that to his players or recruits before. We all want more than coach speak from from our coaches, and he gives you that, and then he gets killed for it, right. and it's a lose lose anytime he says anything. So today, I'm giving Dabo my genius of the week. He needs a PR person. MBG said it perfectly, man. He had that one in the chamber, ready to go.
1: Well, you know it's signing day uh, today, so. This week leading up uh, to today, it's really been Tweet at Recruit Week, which I enjoy. And there was one genius in particular that I found on Twitter whose name was Chuck. And he goes by at Orange Chuck on Twitter. And Orange Chuck is a Syracuse fan, if you can't tell by his name. And he tweeted this at a recruit in an attempt to persuade this recruit to come to Syracuse. He tweeted out a picture of some uh, notes on his iPhone, and it says, 10 reasons to play in Syracuse. Number one, Hyde's, uh, maybe I shouldn't read them all, but number one was a place called Hyde's slash Hoffman's, which I looked up, which is a place that sells hot dogs. That was number one? (laughs) That was number one. Number (laughs) Number two was that there was a Dave and Buster's uh, in Syracuse, apparently. And num- number three was, look, we don't have a Bojangles, but we have a Tully's Tenders, which I'm assuming is a chicken joint. And then he kind of goes on, lists a few more restaurants, a pizza joint, that they have Jason Beck and Dino Babers, which equals bull bound. And also that they have 50,000 of the loudest fans cheering you on. So that was um, his attempt to persuade <laughs> the uh, recruit to come to Syracuse. It was hey, we have some restaurants and fifty thousand fans.
2: I'm sold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean Dave and Buster's. I don't know. That how you was pass all that it up. took. Yeah,
1: really. I mean, how many how many schools across the country can say they have a Dave and Buster's?
0: <laughs> I mean, they don't have Babers, right? That's that's the yeah. uh, he kind of buried the lead on that one. Although I will say, I love Jason Beck. He was. Uh... <laughs> Our quarterback's coach and he I think he just got promoted to OC there. He's gonna he's gonna kill it there, I think. But
1: what does uh, it say if your coaching staff is five spots below Dave and Buster yeah.
0: on your list? I just like that he did it in notes too. That that just adds that extra layer of professionalism there.
1: Yeah, you know, and I feel it's a bit of malpractice that I didn't follow up today to see if this recruit signed with Syracuse. Uh, I don't know how he couldn't have after this list. <laughs> I so don't know man. how. I don't know how there's not five-star recruits lining up to go to Syracuse <laughs> based on that list. So this guy was my genius of the week, not only for Shawn tweeting. Sean
2: Tucker up, is pleased.
1: Me. Yeah, Sean
0: Tucker's always pleased.
1: Right. Not only a genius for tweeting at a recruit, but tweeting a, a list of the top ten reasons to come to Syracuse, New York.
2: <laughs> Lists are hot on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> always.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: so my genius of the week is Trent Dilfer. As you all know, he was hired at weeks as a new head coach at UAB. He was on the sideline for the first time uh, during the Bahamas Bowl when they took on Miami of Ohio. And he was not coaching. He was there, I guess, just to show support. And despite the fact that he was not coaching, he managed to go viral when he got caught on camera showing off a Super Bowl ring to a UAB cheerleader. I don't know if you all saw that, but it was it was a little cringy. And I particularly enjoyed it. You guys know I'm a I'm a longtime Ravens fan. And he won that Super Bowl here in Baltimore back in 2001. Have a little quiz for you guys. So They played four playoff games that year, including the Super Bowl. Because they were a wild card team. What's your guess on how many completions Dilfer had in those four playoff games?
1: Combined.
0: Combined. Probably like thirty. Seventeen. 30, Thirty-five. He he went in four games. Thirty-five for seventy-three, five hundred ninety yards with three fumbles and an INT. So no
2: touchdowns. Kudos. Right? Uh
0: What well, he did have
2: three touchdowns. He okay, did. I know. I, so, I thought it was either two or three. Yeah.
0: Uh, so kudos to Trent for you know making a big statement on his not even his first day on the job before he's even officially, I guess, coaching any games there. So that's that's my genius of the week.
1: Have I have I ever told you guys a story about a, how I hit Trent Dilfer in the face with a spitwad? No, oh, but
0: okay. I love nope, it. But now you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> when,
1: when he played at Fresno State when I was I was a kid. I don't know. Me and some friends were sitting like on the front row right behind the Fresno State bench and we were shooting spitwads. The stadium there you're right close to the to to the stadium and I shot a spitwad and hit Trent Dilfer right in the forehead right between the eyes. And there was some other guy on the team some linebacker who saw that I was the one that did it. And he came right up to the bar and he wanted some of me. I was, I don't know how old I was at the time, 11, 12, maybe. And he wanted a piece of me. So that was my running with uh, Trent Dilfer was popping him right in the head with a spit wad.
0: I'm telling you, MBG has the best (laughs) college football quarterback stories of anybody I know (laughs) between (laughs) Heupel and Trent Dilfer.
1: I might have run out. We'll have to see.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Every time we bring up somebody random, you've got a story. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that, That's true. that was funny. All right. So
0: I, I will tell you guys, I'm I'm voting for Dabo. I just, the, the smirk for me is what wins it. I, I, when I read the quote and I was laughing or whatever, I saw the video and it was like, he even paused before he said it, right? He kind of smirked and pause and then let it go so that's that gets my
1: vote uh i agree it's got to be davo Uh, he had that he had that thing cocked and loaded that wasn't something he came up with on the fly Uh, he was just waiting for the time to bust that out
2: i like the pity votes thank you boys thank you
1: you you
0: just got to turn against your own people to win (laughs) that's (laughs) that's how it goes
2: looking at you will shipley
0: All right, before we get to this week's message board posts, we want to give a quick shout-out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. So, MBG, we're in the midst of the holiday season. What do you have for us this
1: week? Well, I mentioned earlier that it's uh, early signing day, um, so it's been kind of a crazy week. This has been kind of a crazy signing day, if you guys it seems like kids will commit, but you can't really count on that commitment until they're signing on the dotted line. The craziest story that I think came out of today was a kid named Peyton Bowen from Denton Geyer in Northern Texas. I don't know if you guys were following this, but he's been a Notre Dame commit for quite some time. Earlier this week, there was a message board post on a Notre Dame message board indicating that he was getting offers of around $2 million from Oklahoma. And Oregon. And I think the Oregon offer kind of came out or that news about an Oregon offer kind of came out of left field because I'm not even sure that he ever even visited Oregon. If he did, it was one time quite a while ago. And so it really wasn't on his radar. And so there was kind of this battle between Notre Dame and Oklahoma. And once this news came out, I think Notre Dame fans started to get a little bit nervous And then later in the week, it seemed like he was leaning Notre Dame. And so Oklahoma fans got a little nervous. So there was a lot of stuff about Mr. Bowen on the message boards this week in Oklahoma and Notre Dame. So when it looked like he was going to go to Notre Dame, you had Oklahoma fans saying things like, just go to Notre Dame already. Enjoy your winter. He isn't worth all this drama. And then there seemed to be some news come out saying that he was going to go to Oklahoma so there's posts on the Notre Dame board, this one in particular, from a guy named Evan Almighty that says, here's hoping that Bowen has a Caleb Kelly-type career of Oklahoma. Caleb Kelly being a kid who went to Oklahoma and I think tore his ACL three times and just really yeah. never never had much of a career. So you got these Notre Dame fans being upset that he might be going to Oklahoma. So they're both kind of bad-mouthing him. And then this morning rolls around, and guess, guess where he decides to go?
0: I, I watched it.
1: neither notre dame nor oklahoma but he i mean you say you watched it. Who's right he kind of juke notre dame out put the hat on and throws it off and
0: it was even more than a pump fake right i mean he he sold the notre dame and then yeah fully put the hat on right
1: yep and then kind of checks it to the side and puts on the oregon hat did you guys see his mom when he did that
0: (laughs) i didn't really i can't figure out what that reaction meant did she think Uh, he was going to Notre Dame
1: I I don't know you know on the boards and on Twitter you know they're saying that she was upset with him I don't I don't know that you'd necessarily gather that from that reaction but she did it look like maybe she was taken off guard by it which could she could have just been in on the act I don't know right right so as soon as that happens then obviously Oklahoma fans and Notre Dame fans both Handled it
0: well is that what you're about to tell
1: us (laughs) (laughs) you can you can imagine i mean before before they even knew that they were out of the running they were giving the kid a hard time and now that they know that they're out there's some posts on sooner scoop one says lol f him Um, another one says all this bs talk from his mom about education only for him to take the money and run and then they say F, Peyton Bowen's mom, real talk. I'm not sure why they were mad at his mom. I don't know why they're mad at his mom and two, I don't know what it is about going to Oregon means he's turning his nose up at an education. I'd say Oklahoma
0: education. Yeah, I (laughs) I mean, they're they're a public ivy, right? Isn't that their uh, reputation?
1: I, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what that's all about. But these are some of the more mild ones. Um, a lot of them went in on his girlfriend and other sorts of things that I didn't really want to tweet. But they were upset. So, also, Notre Dame fans, I picked one Notre Dame post. This guy calls him the dickhead of the year. Wow. And he says, you know, they can pay you $2 million a year to attend Oregon, but they can't teach you how to manage it. 40-year mistake for the youngster, unfortunately. I'm kind of glad this head case will not be watering down the Notre Dame degree for any, anyone else. Because I'm sure what Notre Dame was going to do, if they paid him money, was teach him how to handle it. And that's what, right. what this this guy was concerned about, is that um, he's set up for financial disaster because Oregon wasn't going to teach him how to manage his funds.
0: He set up for financial disaster by getting a Two million dollars. Yeah, that, that that makes complete sense, right?
1: And, and that was really one of the more mild ones for them too. I mean, they have posts saying he's immature, loser, uh, calling his family liars, classless, a clown, a punk, and th- there was one that I like to call him an effing douche, douche with a <laughs> an, an accent <laughs> over the e. I'm not sure if that's accent a goo word. over the e. Uh, he called him an effing douche
2: I have some breaking news for you and I, I call it breaking news cuz I just put my phone down from looking it up but we're, ta- we're bringing up academics into the mix here I just huh. US News and World Report puts puts out a list of rankings for t- public universities in the country and I'll have you know Oregon is ranked 105th Oklahoma 120
0: well he's missing out
1: (laughs) so the other twist to this is that as of recently he's news is that he still hasn't signed with oregon and that he's still talking to notre dame and or oklahoma behind the scenes so what would be funny is if he ended up committing to notre dame and all these Notre Dame fans maybe have to eat their words, oh. either that or his financial advisor got a hold of him and told him that he needs to go to Notre Dame.
2: <laughs> right. People on message boards and or Twitter definitely come back to eat their crow, right? They definitely come back and say and apologize, and they're they're very you know empathetic after the fact, right? Right.
0: They don't oh. just delete all those posts or anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think. That-
0: the overarching message here is if you're a grown man and you're not sending insults to high school kids, are you even trying, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so...
1: I mean this this poor kid, I mean, I don't mean to get serious, um, but I mean, the poor kid's sitting at home, it's the biggest day of his life, and he's got all these grown men calling him a punk, and much worse than that, and getting after his girlfriend just because he's not going to go to their school. Seems strange, but...
2: I like recruiting like the next guy, Ben, and, and I, I I follow it a little bit because you can't dive too deep or else you go crazy like these people. But the thing that I, when I when I started to disconnect a little bit from recruiting was when we were so excited about getting player X. Right. And then you didn't see him for three years. So you're like, oh, well, I spent a lot of time hoping and praying that we were going to get this guy on campus and yeah. got him on campus and then. You don't see them again. You almost forget about them. So it's like it's a weird payoff uh, most of the time.
0: Yeah. One, one of my favorite things, too, is now every time a guy flips, right, whoever lost him accuses the other school of dropping bags. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, like every school that we're talking about here is dropping bags. And the only difference now is more permissible now than it was. But it's not like this stuff wasn't happening before.
2: Oh, don't, is, don't you, you know, dare! Now, so. Don't you dare tell me Zion Williamson went to Duke for free when he turned down hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars <laughs> so of chances. Do not get me started on Zion.
0: It's <laughs> a whole other podcast. <laughs> My buddies and I seriously debated this year uh, when Coach K was retiring. it. I think we came up with a six-part series on why Coach K is Satan. So, and there's going to be a whole episode <laughs> dedicated to Zion. So. <laughs> Don't don't get me off on that tangent, man.
1: <laughs> My only favorite thing about this is being a fan of a G5 school. I might have said this before, but it's hilarious to me to hear fans of teams from like Oklahoma or Notre Dame or Iowa or whoever it might be complain about how unfair things are because there's schools that have more resources than them that are dropping bags on these recruits. To me, it's funny because the system's always been unfair. So it's funny to see that some of these some of these fans are finally coming to the conclusion that yeah, it's unfair, um, right?
0: I it's situationally
1: unfair, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I got another one for you. This is not necessarily recruiting related, um, but it's from our friends at Ohio State, and this is on Bucknuts. You know, they're still on this let's get rid of Ryan Day kick. Even though they're in the playoffs, right where they wanted to be when the season started, they still have some heartburn over Ryan Day. So there was a thread talking about, well, look, if you don't want Ryan Day, who should we get? And uh, this guy on the board, anon671296 underscore Scout, which that makes it sound like it might be a troll, but I looked at this guy and he's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of posts. So he's got an idea of who they could, who they could get he says bill belichick was a ga here under john cooper have no idea if he would leave new england but it's worth a phone call and here's the kicker either him or dave wanstad just off the top of my head
0: (laughs) i love that so much i'll let you guys start this one but like that that legit made me laugh out loud the belichick followed by dave wanstad was just freaking brilliant I got to
2: give it to these Ohio State guys, though. You don't usually hear Belichick. You know, you usually go right to Saban, but they went almost, I don't know if it's higher, but they went to the pinnacle of the NFL rather than the pinnacle of college I I mean, points for creativity.
1: Well, it's not that they go for the pinnacle. It's like, okay, let's shoot for the stars, and then your plan B is Dave to. That's like saying, (laughs) hey. <laughs> that's like that's like telling your GM, hey, let's go out and sign Patrick Mahomes. If we can't get him, then hey, let's get Nate Peterman. Let's get Trent Dilfer, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> you,
0: like you go up from Nate you Peterman, you go... <laughs> all
1: quarterbacks. <laughs> well, to me, Dave Wanstead is the Nate Peterman of <laughs> NFL coaches. Right, but so, you go uh, from uh let's go for the goat. Okay, we can't get the goat, then let's go for Dave <laughs> one step. This is like their there's backup no in the
0: candidate. <laughs> this, this is their backup candidate. I did, I did a little research. 84-90 record as a head coach in the NFL, went 43 and 32 in college, has not been a head coach since 2010, is 70 years old, and once lost a bowl game 3 to nothing. So
1: <laughs> so maybe that's an insult to Nate Peterman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, literally the best thing that I read about Wandstead was that he was once voted the seventh best mustache in the NFL. Like that, that's that's his probably Seven? best criterion that he has to judge him on for this Who's job. Just voting oh.
2: on this. There's that guy is clearly top three mustache. Yeah.
0: <laughs> By the way, Ryan Day, forty five and five at Ohio State. Just just want to throw that out there. Yeah, but hey, check. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Belichick
1: be, would probably be 46-4. 40, like,
0: can you imagine Belichick dealing with college recruiting? Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Zero chance. I was literally picturing
2: him talking to mom. You know, talking to your kid's mom. Like, I don't care if your kid comes here or not. <laughs> we're, on, we're on to the next kid. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs>
1: we're on to the next recruit. <laughs> That's Good worth stuff. the money. <laughs> All right. All right. So I got another one for you. We got a, a little something new here today. We went to the BYU message board for this one. BYU has already played their bowl game. They played SMU and they beat SMU, I think it was last Saturday. And this post came just before that game. And this is from a poster named Coogs Win. He says, Please let me be blessed for this sacrifice. I had. Dabo would probably approve of this post, by the way (laughs) He said, I had decided not to go to any bowl game Until about an hour before they announced the New Mexico Bowl I'm a big BCS and basketball fan So going to Albuquerque and doing the sights would have been good enough Go to the game just because I was in town Got all ready to book my travel when I saw my wife's calendar and realized that she had so much to do with just a few days to prepare for Christmas. Even though I can't do a lot of what she needs done, she would feel supported if I stayed. Also, our ward choir, she's the director, is singing Sunday and they are down about four men. They need me to sing. So I didn't book the trip. My wife was so happy. I am happy. But that won't stop me from going to my friend's birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday. My wife won't allow the Super Bowl in our home. So instead, I fly to L.A. for warm weather, birthday party, and football. Bless that BYU wins because I was such a giving husband. <laughs> this is I don't... weird, right? I mean. <laughs> well, I'm, I might have to sit this one out because I spent a lifetime around BYU fans. And so to me, this is not that weird. This is almost par for the course. So I'm interested in your guys' reaction
2: to this one.
0: I mean, I have I, a couple. I've th-
2: got questions. Yeah, go all right, go with the questions. You, you no, go. you go. I want to hear questions, Casey. Well, my, my, because... my most pressing question, literally, and it's completely off topic, and I'm sorry to do this to us, but where are the four men that are, are out? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right.
2: And why is he does he not care actually. where the four men are? And then if he's so great at singing, why isn't he in the ward choir every day? I mean, I feel like you could probably help your wife's cause a lot better by being in the ward choir also. Maybe it's a kid issue. I mean, I have so many questions.
1: Well, typically, I think the choir is just singing around Sunday. This isn't like a weekly thing. So this is probably a one-shot deal.
2: Oh, Oh, got it. Um, God, why is no one worried about these gentlemen? <laughs> There's no responses about them. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, so I
0: had a couple of thoughts. One is he starts off with "Let me be blessed for the sacrifice." Like, I, I, maybe it's just me. I think of a sacrifice as like, I don't know, giving up a kidney or something, right? Like, <laughs> just giving up a trip to Albuquerque. Like, that's is that really that much of a sacrifice to watch a what second or third tier? bowl game. I mean I don't know. I don't know if he gets husband of the year for that exactly. And then the uh what's the deal with his wife not allowing the Super Bowl in the home?
2: Like I had that here too. Yeah.
1: Well, what what I think is funny about that is it's not like, well, I'm just going to go to the neighbor's house and watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to record it and watch it when she goes to bed on Sunday. I'm going to fly all the way to Los Angeles to watch the Super Bowl because she won't let us watch so
2: it in her
0: Anti-Super Bowl, I'm flying across the country and partying.
2: I understand some religious folks may not like the fact that the Janet Jackson thing happened or there's gyrating on the stage. I get it, but I think this year they're going to be okay. Last year, I think they were okay. Like I, I mean, you know, give the Super Bowl a chance. Are we allowed to yeah. say Super Bowl?
1: I, I think so. But I, I think what's getting lost here is that BYU did win, and it did appear to take kind of an act of God at the end for them to win. I mean, I, uh, you're right; it did. I didn't even think I about mean, that. And they had to stop SMU on that two-point conversion at the end, which I think God's intervention was convincing. Brett Lashley to call a quarterback draw right. on the two point conversion. So, I mean, there had to have been some intervening force there, right? Because who calls a QB draw on when your season's on the line? I mean, not even Pete Carroll would call that.
2: But if they had Nathan <laughs> Peterman, I bet he scores.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't have Nate
0: Peterman. Peter been catching strays all over the place today. Totally deserved so, it. So
1: I mean, whatever this guy did for his wife it was so pleasing to our creator that he helped BYU while win that game.
2: <laughs> so I can tell you.
1: A lesson to each of you, right? You know, your wife wants you to do something. I mean, who's? Virginia got any big basketball games coming up. Ask your wife if there's some things you can do for her ahead of time.
0: I don't ask, yeah. I'll just look at her calendar, right? And and try and figure it out. That was another weird thing, right? They don't even talk about it. He's just I looked at her calendar and I figured out she didn't go. Um by the way, the, the other thing I wanted to highlight here. So with this reference to uh the word choir, have I ever told you guys uh, that in elementary school I was the uh, only male soprano that
2: was in the school choir. <laughs> I had For a voice those that like a don't flute. Know. The Soprano is the highest of female voices. I don't
0: like to brag, but I thought I'd throw that out there.
1: Maybe you can sing us out today when we end.
0: (laughs) It's definitely going to happen.
2: One of the things that doesn't always go well for me in my my marriage is uh, self-gloating. So I'm glad he went to the message boards rather than like telling his wife what a wonderful husband he is. Because if I said, babe, I kicked butt today cleaning my desk like you asked me to while she did 37 loads of laundry, ate, cooked the dinner, you know, like patting yourself on the back doesn't go well for me ever.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about how what a weird flex it is to post this on a message board, to be honest. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a BYU thing, too.
1: Yeah, I and mean, this isn't your everyday run on the mail message board we're talking about.
0: <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. So that brings us to our weekly dose of joy. Joy, how are we doing tonight?
3: You know, we're 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 making it. We're surviving.
2: It's either Whatever. surviving or thriving. It's one of the two. Yeah, I'm
3: day. I'm in survival mode at the moment, but it's okay. It's all right. We're surviving the bands, right? You know, it'll it'll all turn around one day, one day at a time. <laughs>
0: All right, so you got a post lined up for us this week? Of
3: course I do, and I heard that this person may have been referenced earlier in the show, um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna really, really nail nail this topic. home. So I um, took a stop by the Clemson message boards, and um, I actually have two posts, but they they really go they just mesh really well together. So we're gonna we're gonna do them both. So Orangeblooded commented, and um, the subject is nil and the IRS. And he said, All these youngsters are going to bump against the feds and it won't be pretty. Parents, for the most part, poor and ignorant Sam will have no pity. That is the post. That is the entire post. I just, I, I, I don't even, I, I, I'm just, I don't even have words. I'm speechless and that very rarely ever happens. <laughs> um, but we're going to follow it up with this one. This guy said, My take on NIL and scholarships. He said, Just a random thought. But as far as I'm concerned, if a player takes a large NIL contract, then the university should not even pay one cent in scholarship money to that player. Also, give them a 1099 since they are on contract and let them pay taxes like the blue collar workers do. Tax all perks, room, board and medical. Maybe that would stop some of the BS that is getting out of hand. But here's my question. Like if God brought them here in the name of God, name, image and likeness, shouldn't he take care of all of that? Why they gotta sign a 1099? They just gotta like go to church on Sunday, right? Like that's their that's the other end of the bargain. The tides
2: will
0: heal heal all. Yeah, Casey with both hands covering his face during
3: <laughs> <laughs> while well, these posts are being read. I'm sorry, Casey.
1: <laughs> these are my people.
0: They're looking dejected <laughs> right now.
1: Old old guys are so concerned about how kids are going to pay their taxes. It almost
3: makes me wonder, like, are you waiting on a visit from the IRS? Are you hiding something? It's also funny to think that, like, also, like, why you got to diss their parents? Like, parents poor. Well, your English is poor, but I'm not sitting here calling (laughs) that out about you.
2: Yeah, there wasn't even a comma or anything.
3: No comma, no correct verbiage. It was atrocious.
0: Well, and are the parents poor? I mean, if the bags are getting dropped,
2: then... Not anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the issue, right? Like, I don't think they're poor anymore.
2: South Carolina fans have been saying for years that New Spring Church, which ironically has a branch in Columbia, South Carolina, as well as Clemson, Greenville, Spartanburg, all over the state, was has been dropping bags for Clemson players, so...
1: These kids and their parents certainly aren't sophisticated enough to pop up TurboTax and punch (laughs) in the numbers.
2: It's it's pretty difficult.
3: You would think in that compound they built in Clemson, South Carolina, they at least have one person in there that knows how to do taxes.
2: Yeah, it does it for you. It's really, really... And you get zero emails about it. TurboTax, that is, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just funny that these old guys think, well, hey, look, you know, we don't want these... You know, they're really looking out for these kids. They don't want them to get in trouble with the IRS. So I think it's best just to not give them any money at all.
0: We're just, like,
1: we're protecting these kids from mean old Uncle Sam here. Uh,
0: but
3: you want to take away their scholarships, but you're also the exact <laughs> same people that complain when they don't graduate. You're, you're frustrated because they don't stay and get their degree. It's the same people.
1: Yeah, and that's not exclusive to Clemson. We're knocking on Clemson here, Casey. But that same post has been on so many I'm messages. It's everywhere, like, well, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's angry. Amazing. The angry old guy talking about NIL is—it's um, a staple of message boards and Twitter these days. Well,
2: especially when you lose somebody, when you lose a five-star to somebody that reportedly got eight million dollars to go to Tennessee, or you lose somebody—you know—it just—it sour grapes really is what it ends up being. I think.
3: I just want to know, since Davos created this this very religious football program, is he going to go in the transfer portal and take every kid that has been kicked out of another program? Like, is is he just going to bring them all in and swoop in and like be the be is the gonna, god name image and likeness going to save all of these kids' careers? I'm just going to stop
2: you right there, Joy, because <laughs> we don't we don't use the transfer portal. at yeah. <laughs>
3: What?
2: No. Happen, right? No. I knew sure. it.
3: I knew it. <laughs> Maybe you should. Just a, just a thought. I got I more know.
2: jokes that are not privy for this show. Uh,
0: <laughs> all right, so MBG, you want to take us out with a holiday-themed post this week?
1: Yeah, when we talk, we did some Christmas stuff last week, and since Christmas is in a couple days, I did find another one that I want your comments on. This is on the bunker. That's an Auburn board. And the title says, Dear Elf on the Shelf Creator, as much as my kids love you, I absolutely despise you. You make bedtime miserable because 90% of the time I forget to move you in panic. Then I have to get up and move your creepy little butt before my kids wake up. So as you likely sit on the beach somewhere enjoying the millions you've made off of a cheap little elf, I know, please know that some of us hate you. I completely empathize with this man. Who's are you doing Elf on the Shelf still?
0: No, we've never actually done it, but I will tell you. So we have friends who did it. And actually it's the uh, woman who does the voice intro for our show and her husband. Uh, They had a different take on Elf on the Shelf. They used it to teach their kids life lessons. And one in particular that I remember that they took a photo of was they had the elf passed out by an empty liquor bottle with fake vomit beside it to show their kids. The perils of drinking too much. I can get on board with that.
1: <laughs> Teaching tool. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Casey,
2: uh, we are holding out as well, and what? And we're very grateful of where we live because there's not a ton of little kids that do it. So I'm sure I'm gonna bite the bullet, but man, I dread the late night stuff because I'm the late night guy. My wife is. I say late night as as we talk about how I go to bed at 10.30. My wife goes to bed at like 7.45. But uh, I would be that guy. And then I have to move it. And then i have to come up with a cockamamie story as to why the thing didn't move in the first place. And, and then a, a name the thing. Like, there's a lot of pressure here for parents nowadays. And they need presents, too. Good Lord. My kid just had a birthday this week, too. So I got birthday and Christmas in the same week. Oh, stupid elf. Or ruin my life. on the shelf.
0: is too much, too much pressure, man. Way too, too much. What about you, MBJ?
1: Have you, you been, you guys do it? Well, we do it. When I say we, my wife typically does it every once in a while. <laughs> if she's out of town or we're in panic mode and we have to hide my daughter up in her bedroom so we can put it out, then I'll do it. But she typically does it. But that thing is a racket. I just, I'm <laughs> a fan. He had a head on whoever created this, just a dumb little doll. I don't even know how much it probably cost to make this thing, but he's he probably is off laughing at all of us
2: suckers somewhere. Is it but is it fat Tom? Did fat Tom say this? <laughs> this was
1: not fat Tom, but Joy. I was wondering if your parents still put out the elf on the shelf for you. Like when you wake up, do you have to go look for elf on the shelf? Or...
2: <laughs> She's not that young. <laughs> um,
3: elf on a shelf was not a thing when I was a kid
1: i know i don't even know when it became a thing
3: i think it's really like popped off i would say in the last like five years or so but it was not a thing i mean the only thing we ever did that was anywhere like this was like i put out reindeer food but i mean like that's the most like i was terrified of my parents like i didn't want them to return my christmas presents screw an elf like right i just didn't want my parents to return the gifts so I don't, I, they didn't need to put an elf around to make us behave. We just behave. I came from the generation where we just respected our parents.
0: <laughs> well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put on a Notre Dame hat and then take it off, right?
3: Oh, um, no, I definitely would. Notre <laughs> Dame hat, Alabama hat, Texas A&M hat. I'd burn an A&M hat.
1: What about if you someone's giving you 2000000 Um, million?
3: I'd take the $2 million and then I'd burn the A&M hat. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, April. and I've decided ten ninety nine and pay all those taxes, and I just don't know yeah. if
1: I'm smart enough. Yeah, I, are poor. I, That's what I. You know my <laughs> my employer's always trying to give me money. I just say, look, I don't I don't want to have to worry about paying taxes on this. I just don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. It's easier just be poor, right? I mean, yeah. Out of the stress of just having to pay taxes is too much.
2: And I'm sure if someone came up to your daughter and said, "Hey, here's two million dollars." You'd be like, mm I still want to be poor. Thanks.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't
3: know how to do those, and I don't think I can figure it out.
1: No, I couldn't, I couldn't hire an accountant by any means. But I'm glad those Clemson fans have been looking out for these young, You're welcome. poor young kids.
0: The If we, fans we won't do it, who himself? will?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a Christmas spirit right there. <laughs>
0: All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. We're going to take next week off. We'll see you in two weeks, losers.